0: Well, hi there, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Love Letters to Pam, the Jack Church Show. Of course, some of you are watching via our YouTube channel, Traveling with Jack and Pam. And as we always say, either way, you're watching or listening, we certainly do appreciate the support. Now, what's interesting is when I ever start off when I start off the program like that, thanking you for watching and for listening. The uh, gurus out there in the social media world say, "Don't do that. Just get right into the topic matter. That way, you grab them and you keep them." But I don't know, I was just raised differently. And I think I should always thank you because we do have almost 3,000 subscribers to our YouTube channel and our podcast gets over a 1,000 downloads a month. So I need to thank you because without you, I probably wouldn't keep doing this. In fact, there are a lot of days that I think, oh gosh, I I just don't have it in me. And then I think, no, you know, it's good for me to share. It's good for you to share. And we're kind of all in this together, as they say. And we certainly are, as many of us are on our grief journeys, and all those journeys are different. Please know, too, that I do read your comments, your questions, and things like that. And I think of each and every one of you out there who are going through some very, very difficult times. Speaking of difficult times, well, we made it through the holidays. Hallelujah! The holidays are over. And I know that can be a tough one for a lot of you out there who have experienced some type of loss. For me, it seemed like this holiday season, believe it or not, it's hard to believe. It's my fourth Christmas without my beautiful Pam here. Fourth Thanksgiving without Pam, fourth New Year's Eve. I don't have to list off all the holidays, but it just kind of hit me. I thought, wow, it just doesn't seem possible that it's the fourth one. And for some reason, this year it seemed a little harder than years past, and I really don't know why. It just was a little more difficult couldn't put my finger on it. And I talked to several other widows and widowers and some parents of children who had lost children as well. And they too said it just been a little tougher this year. None of us could quite figure it out. I don't know. Maybe that's something to do with things going on in the world and here in the country, things like that. It all kind of starts to weigh down on us. Just not really sure about that. Although I will tell you, as I've mentioned before, I don't pay a lot of attention to a lot of attention that is to news or anything like that since I left television back in December of 2020. And I know it does help my mental health. Now, so I got through the holidays and that was all good. And I, I think I did a, a program telling you how I did decorate for Christmas. And I found that while it did seem it was hard to get motivated to do it, once I put up the decorations, I actually felt pretty good. Um it felt nice. And then my daughter, she flew out uh, for Christmas and, and we had a nice time. We did some fun things here in the Arizona area. The weather was pretty decent and and, and that's good too. But then we had some sad things that happened, or at least I did uh, through the month. Uh, believe it or not, I lost three friends. Three friends passed away and uh, uh, not really expected, uh, but uh, you know it was just kind of tough news to take. And these weren't super old people, so to speak. And uh, Just different things took their lives. But now, uh, speaking of older people, though, our adopted grandmother, Lola, 96 years old. And you guys and girls, if you've followed me for very long, know we've talked a lot about Lola. She's been very dear to our family. She was also a big reason I came to the Phoenix area because she is here. And I was able to spend the last six months with her visiting sometimes on a weekly, sometimes twice a week, sometimes three times a week, and share lots of stories and memories And I'm sorry to report that uh, two days after Christmas, Lola was called home to heaven. But uh, Lola, she went out in style. I will tell you, two days before she passed, we were over visiting with her, her and my daughter, and uh, she was in bed at that time. And this is the first time we'd seen her have to be in bed. But she had finally moved over to the bed for the last couple of weeks. And all of a sudden she goes, I want to go outside. And we said, by all means, we'll do it. So we got her up, we got her in a wheelchair and we went outdoors and we shared stories and Lola laughed and we had a terrific time. And, you know, it was one of those times where you think, oh, she's on the rebound. And then two days later, no, she was called home to heaven. And you know what, though? She has rebounded now because we all know she's in heaven. She's completely healed. There's no more pain, nothing going on. She is terrific. And she's reunited with her husband, Keith, who she lost Keith, believe it or not, almost 30 years ago. So she lived a long time without him. And we talked a lot about that. Lola in her life also lost one of her sons as well. So she came through a lot. But she lived life fully, even after she lost her husband, Keith. And I share that with you because she's been an inspiration to me. And maybe she could be an inspiration to you as well. She was only in her 60s when she lost Keith. And she continued though, to press on, to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Now it wasn't easy. And we shared a lot of stories back and forth about that and how difficult it was for her. But whatever you saw Lola, you never thought anything of it really because she always had a smile on her face. She always had a positive outlook. She always had a kind word to share with you and she always was ready to listen. And that was what was so beautiful about her. And she and I, though, talked a lot about, she says there wasn't a day that didn't go by that she didn't think about Keith. She woke up the mornings, like many of us, sad and missing Keith. But then she got out there and she got after it. She continued to travel. She would get in the car by herself and make a five, 600 mile trip, go up and down California, going to see friends and family. She uh, flew to see Pam and I and our kids in several different states because we moved all over the country. She came out to New York one year. She came to Florida one year and watched our kids so we could go to New York City and celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary. She was there. Lola came to Oregon. Lola, I mean, Lola came everywhere. And we always came to see Lola when she lived in California. And again, when she was in Arizona, she was actually an, you know, we called her our adopted grandmother because she was, she was there for our kids for all the big moments. She was at our son's wedding, She came out for graduations. I mean, she was just always there. And then when I lost Pam, she was there for me as well. And she continued to be there. And again, it was just good to have her here. And Lola is just a great example of how as difficult as loss can be, you can find ways to keep pushing forward. Now, she also gave me a great piece of advice because I told her sometimes, I said, you know, sometimes I I will hear from somebody that's maybe been listening to our program or or watching our program, and they share with me just terrible, terrible losses that seem to be so much far greater than what I experienced with losing Pam. And then Lola goes, you stop right there. She goes, no matter what anybody else's losses are, it doesn't lessen your loss. It just doesn't lessen your loss. So think about that. Let that sink in because it is true. No matter what the loss, you know, it's oftentimes, too, I hear from divorced people say, you know, often people think that getting divorced is not as bad as if a spouse dies. Sometimes they say that's even worse because your spouse is still here on earth, but they choose not to love you back. In some cases, there have been relationships where it hasn't been a happy relationship and they've had to split up. And that's incredibly difficult. In my case, that makes me then thankful for that I had a great relationship and a great marriage. Did it end too soon? Yes, it did. Should I be bitter about it? No, I really shouldn't. But it doesn't lessen my loss anymore, nor does it lessen your loss as well. So kind of keep that in mind. Great words of advice from Lola. Another thing that I ran across over the holidays was, I ran into a gentleman who was a wheelchair bowed down. Uh, He had been in an accident, and he was paralyzed from the waist down. And we got to talking a little bit, and I'd never thought about someone who had gone through something like that. They've experienced a tremendous loss as well. You know, he told me I, of course, lost the ability to, to walk around, to run in the backyard with his kids. He said it provided challenges for intimacy with his wife and things like that, things that you might not have really thought about. But he said, you know what? I learned how to do things differently. He said, I learned how to live differently and how to continue to keep moving forward. Now, in his case, maybe not necessarily the phrase of putting one foot in front of the other because he's in a wheelchair. But he says, I kept pushing forward. He used that term. He said, I kept pushing forward. And he said, you know, have you ever thought about, he said, how loss is kind of like an amputation. And I said, you know, I have. I've heard widows and widowers talk about that, parents who've lost children as well, talking about that when we lose someone, it's like part of us is taken away. It's just gone. But yet, you know, you've heard about how sometimes they have that phantom feeling of that you still have your leg even though it's been amputated. You know what I'm saying? And I know with me, I've always felt sometimes like Pan is still here, But she's not here in the physical sense. And it is kind of like an amputation because part of me has been ripped away. It's gone forever. And that's hard. It's really, really hard. You know, we've we've talked about these things ad nauseum about, you know, the the whole idea of of going to church, to going out to restaurants, to, to travel, all these things that we did with our loved one They're no longer here. It's like an amputation. It's been taken away. But like the gentleman told me he was in the wheelchair, you still find a way to keep moving forward. And that's indeed what we have to do. We can get so caught up in our, you know, our misery and our grief that we just become paralyzed and we just can't do anything. And that's where You know, the house just begins to, the walls start to creep in on us because we're not venturing outside those walls. And that's what we have to do. It's hard. I know it is, but you got to be brave. You got to get out there. And I'm going to tell you, once again, that has been my saving grace is getting out there. I told somebody the other day, I've gotten to know uh, some of the athletic departments here with the local universities in the Phoenix area. And uh, I've been able to go to a lot of events and games and things like that. And I told one of the athletic officials the other day, I said, you know, if it were not for sports, golf, and hiking, things like that, I said, I'm not sure I could make it through grief. And, you know, I do still do these travel videos. I do cooking videos and things like that. I do these things because it keeps me going. And it doesn't mean, though, And I still don't wake up every morning, and and I do. Mornings are still tough. I wake up in the morning going, oh, brother, I wish she was here. And you may be saying, well, heck, it's been three years. Well, again, it doesn't matter if it's been three years or 30 years. It's still hard. Lola told me that. But like Lola, I've learned how to keep persevering and moving forward. And there are still those moments of joy, I still have a lot of surprises that pop up when I least expect it. One of the great surprises I had in fact, just this past weekend, two of our dearest friends, uh, friends of ours, their names Joe and Bethany, not gonna give out last names, things like that. We have been friends for over 30 years. We started out in television together. We actually ended up living in two different states at the same time in the same cities, working for the same stations. We've continued to visit each other throughout the years. They, in fact, came out to see Pam in her final few months. Well, they were in town, and we spent the weekend together. And I tell you what, the mark of those really true friends are the ones that continue to be at your side even after you've lost someone. And that's how Joe and Bethany are. And I've got other couples' friends that are that way as well. Now, there are some couples' friends, they've drifted off. I haven't heard from them again, Oh. Usually, I'll hear from them on the anniversary of Pam's passing, and I always want to tell them, that's the last day that I really want to hear from you. I don't need a reminder. I'd love to hear from you other times. But the point being, Joe and Bethany here, it was so much fun. We got out. We did some hiking. We went to some restaurants. We went and saw a relative of theirs down in southern Arizona. We laughed throughout the time. We talked a lot about Pam and different stories and things that we did together, and it was just good. It was a lot of fun, and then it came time for them to leave, and I found myself getting emotional, and, and, and they were too, and I told them, I said, you know, it's not that I'm going to be, I said, I'm going to be so sad you guys have to leave, but I said, you know, what, what it really is is I just get lonely around here. I just get lonely, and it's just so nice to have someone to talk to and to share stories about Pam. And it was nice, too, when my daughter was here. We had a good time because it was nice having somebody here to talk to. Now, at the same time, I've kind of gotten used to my time here and, uh, and and the activities I like to do. So I don't need anybody with me full time. Now, hey, if you told me you could bring Pam back down, she could be here full time. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Anyone else, though, I am adjusting and learning life and, and how to do it um, by myself oftentimes. And hopefully you could do that as well. That's about it. I, I don't have a whole lot else to talk about right now. But again, I appreciate your continued support. Uh, be sure and, and comment in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube. And all of you can kind of talk amongst yourselves. And remember too, I've also got a Facebook page. You can look for it called Love Letters to Pam. And that's where a lot of people talk as well. And sometimes I post additional items there too. So that's it. Keep watching, keep subscribing, and as I always like to say, make it a great day. Better yet, a better tomorrow. Bye now. Until next time.